This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I am Brian, and Kim is my co-host today, and our guest is Tim Shikarian from Beamer PhD. Today, we're going to be talking about the planning, preparation, and execution of shop events because Tim just did a really amazing event at his shop that we had the pleasure of getting to be there and witness and take part in, and he's going to have a lot of value to drop today. But before we get started, I do want to thank our friends at RepairPal for providing this episode. RepairPal certified networks of shops are trusted by millions of customers each month. Learn more at repairpal.com forward slash shops. Welcome, Tim. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Excited to be here. I will definitely say that events are straight up my wheelhouse. So I was so excited to visit with you and see it all come to life. We'd been watching it and I did tons of events in our shop. I've written a very long blog. Brian likes to call them pillar pages, I think, all about event planning and that sort of thing. So I thought there's been a lot of discussion here in this Facebook group about events, especially kind of lately. And there have been questions. So I was like, hey, let's record a podcast. And we've had a lot of our clients have done great events, but obviously yours is just so recent that I thought, let me bring Tim in. And Tim and I decided that Brian could join us today. So it's all three of us. So we're going to talk all things event planning for auto repair shops. So with all of that said, Tim, I really want to know when did the idea to host an event at your shop come up? Because this is not your first one, right? You did one last year, I know for sure, Cinco de Mayo-ish time. So just kind of give us a little history of what brought you to wanting to do that. Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys for coming all the way up to California to the event. That was super cool. And that actually gave me more inspiration and more ammo to make it even better. But the very first one we did in 2012, and we had just moved from the 1800 square foot shop in the back to the larger shop in the front. So we wanted to do exactly what the open house is. Come check out who we are, our business, spend a lot of time and money into building this awesome shop. And we wanted to show the community so we can be part of the community. And I had no idea what I was doing. It was like planning a birthday party. So we took some notes and we got everybody to help out. We got the staff to help out and it was a success. A lot of people showed up. The street was lined with BMWs. So people were popping in going, what's going on? And then we learned the next one was in 2018. We did that one a little bit better. We took some notes. We had some ideas of what we wanted to. Every time you do one, you're going to get an idea of, oh, next time I want to do this. So I would encourage if you're thinking about doing that, break out your little smartphone, put some ideas down as you see in here and start aggregating what you, how you envision it here in your head. Well, just you're talking about kind of debriefing from your event. Did you make those notes yourself or did you include your team in like a, did you do a debriefing afterwards or were those just notes that you had during the event that you want to remember? I did the notes afterward myself for what I took away that I'd seen. I'm a find the negative and everything. I'm a tech. So I like to write down all the negatives so that I go, okay, cool. This is how I'm going to tackle that. This is how I'm going to tackle that. And that actually gives me the strength to overcome what I'm going to do next time. So the first time I did not consult with my team, we were small. The second time around, everybody really liked it. The third time around, we had a lot more information. And the third time, it was a lot bigger. We had this last event. We had 130 people that RSVP'd, and I think about 105 or 107 people that showed up. So there's no way one person can do any of that planning. I mean, so you really do count on your team for helping out and also ideas. This time around, we afterward, you know, everybody, we sat them down and said, hey, what did you like about it? And we had some good points. This is what really helps build up the next event following our thought. So talk a little bit more about the planning, right? The before the event, like how far out did you start planning? How did you put your plan together? What'd you think about? Like, let's just kind of share with people that there's shop owners here who have never done an event. They're scared to, you just said, just go for it, right? But 
Let's give them some information about the planning part, preparing for it. I think the best one to start off with, if you've never done something like this, go to somebody else's event. We got invited to go to a neighboring uh, BMW shop about an hour away, and they did uh, an Oktoberfest where, you know, they invited their customers and they did something like this already. So we just showed up and I was blown away by how much planning he had put into it because I was overwhelmed and intimidated by it. But as you look at the bits and pieces from a shop owner's point of view, you can go, oh, I can do that. Okay, I can set up the shop to do this. I can set up some tables and chairs and transform my shop into like a hangout area. What would we do for food? What would they do for entertainment? So you kind of have to ask yourself, you know, it's so step one was I seen it done at another shop. Two, I got some ideas down from that. Like I said, the second time around, it was a little bit easier because we already had a template that we had built what we did guest list, you know, oh, I want to put balloons next time. Oh, I want to have a a welcome table. Oh, I want to wrap my welcome table and things of that sort. I mean, the more you hang out with successful people that have already done it, the better ideas that you're going to get. So first, I would say engross yourself with successful shop owners that are already doing it. That's going to be a good kickoff. So, So if you're like me and you have to see it, if you have to first vision it and see it, it makes it a lot easier and then you can take some notes. That's awesome. And that's what people are doing right now, right? They're listening to you, getting ideas, getting ready to put that plan together. One thing that I saw that you did, which I loved doing as well, and this is one of the many little pieces of an event that if the shop owners that are listening, if this is not your specialty and you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that part, right? You can go as big or as small on these events as you want to. But one thing that you did, Tim, was you had a variety of whether it's partners or vendors, the chamber, you included your connections in your event. So talk a little bit more about how you connected with people and those that you had there at the event. This particular one is the one that's vivid in my mind. So I'll speak on that one. The idea came from last year as the pandemic started to settle down. We're going back into routine. How do we have a party that tells people, hey, come check out who we are. We've survived the 09 finances, the economy, and now we survived the pandemic and come check out our shop and see how much time and effort we put into it in our team. So first and foremost, I was already working with you guys. So I called up Gabby and said, Gabby, I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you help me out? So step number one, hire shop marketing pros. They will help you through it. Step two, if you don't, or you have somebody that does planning, I just happened to get lucky that Gabby had that in her background already, which was boom, added plus. So she gave me a small checklist, things to do. And, you know, I love checklists. It, he said small. That's a whole page. That's small to me. I love it. You know, that's doable. But honestly, like she broke it down just like we're doing here. What do you want to do? What's the goal first and foremost? How many people do you want to have? Why are we doing this? What's the main drive behind it? And for us, it was we wanted to show our team this is how we market and people need to see what we're doing in the community. And also, it's, we want a party, man. So what we took away from last time was we're going to have tacos. We're going to have beers. We're going to have prizes. We're going to have a DJ. This year, we added a bounce house and a car show. So to organize all these little ones, it takes a lot of work and it takes money. So again, going back to what I said, seeing it done somewhere else, we had also come back from the Whirlpack cruise, and we got to see how Whirlpack marketed Whirlpack on the cruise. And man, they didn't hold back. They did really good. The bottom of the pool had Whirlpack STX on it. The pillars had wrap on it. So you know, I'm over there taking notes. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. So again, going to these events and seeing these gives you some fresh ideas of, is that attainable? Who would do it? Do I have the budget? And how do I make it ba-boom, as it were? You know, a lot of people might say, well, my shop's not big enough to do this, or they might make some excuses about the equipment being in the way and all of this stuff. But you actually, like you emptied your shop. There was, I think, one toolbox left in there and you really made room for everything to happen. So you transformed your shop into the event space that you wanted it to be. And when we walked in, I was blown away by that. You know, there was so much preparation and just the work that went into it was a lot. But you tell me, I mean, obviously 
this was worth it. Yeah, the preparation and the cleaning of the shop every Friday, the guys are already in the routine of getting all the equipment out of the shop, not the toolboxes, but all the equipment out of the shop. And the apprentices and the porters clean the equipment to keep them in good shape. And the techs clean their work area. I mean, they mop the floors, the walls, the pillars. They do this every Friday. So they were already in a routine of it. And once a quarter, we do a deep cleaning of the shop. So when we prepped for this, we were already two quarters ahead of that. So we knew in order to skip everybody coming in on a Saturday, so we're respectful of their time, let's do this along the way. And I'll tell you, the weeks preceding or before the party, I was busy doing personal things as well. So they already prepped the shop. They knew what to do. Expectation was already there. So, and they had decided, you know what, if we're going to have a hundred people in the shop, we need to have all this equipment out. Fortunately, we have another building in the back. That's our second shop. And so we moved all the equipment out of there to utilize the space that we had. But you kind of have to look at it from an objective point of view. My clients are going to come in. Am I going to have the lifts down? They're going to trip on it. Most people aren't looking down. So we decided to have the lifts up and put caution signs on it so people don't run into it. You're obviously going to see something here versus down here so you don't trip. But just keeping it clean and keeping a vision of what you're trying to accomplish for people to have a good time. We have tables, we have chairs. We invited two of our vendors. We were talking about partners. So we partnered up with BG. We love working with BG products. So we partnered up with BG and said, hey, you know, will you set up a table and a booth? Will you come and represent and show our clients, bring some demonstrations and drive home the point of how BG has become an integral part of working with Beamer PhD? And they were like, yeah, we love this. I ran into Drew. We had a great time doing snorkeling and scuba diving with Drew from Corteco, who does marketing over there. So, you know, I got the idea. I texted him and said, hey, you know what? BG is going to be here. Why don't you guys, would it be possible for you guys to be able to come and join us and have a booth? And they said, yeah, we're doing this event over here with SSF two days before. So we'll amend our schedule. So we'll be there. And I was like, awesome. I really tried to get Motul here, but companies a little bit smaller and they were shorthanded. We use a lot of Motul products. So I basically looked at who are the people that I work with on a regular basis and how can I incorporate them and help them and actually give light to them as well so that the customers see it's not just us. It takes a village. It takes a whole community. It takes a chapter. It takes an association to have a successful event like this. And this was the first year that I actually reached out. So I reached out to Worldpack and said, hey, what can you help us with? I reached out to Corteco and BG. Corteco actually sent us through Worldpack. They said, hey, you know, not a problem. Here's our contact. They sent us 100 Corteco bags, similar to the ones that we got on the cruise. And I thought that was fantastic because we have little cinch bags that we were going to use that say Beamer PHT on them. But how much better would this be to have our partners have their bags there as well? I think next year, the idea was if we plan it sooner, we can put both of our logos on the bags and we'll take it a step further. So you see how it evolves into greater ideas. Well, and those guys even contributed to your prizes and giveaways and things in addition to the bags, but also you had some fun giveaways. Absolutely. And the larger companies, they're used to doing that. They have a marketing team for that already. They have a promotional team. So when they see a smaller business, whether you're a two-person shop or a 10-person shop, when they see that you're willing to do some of these things, they absolutely will support you. We just have to do the one thing that most people forget. Ask for the money, ask for the help. This is my vision. What would you bring to the table to help us out with it? And you'll be surprised at the answer. It's probably something you weren't expecting. So you were talking about your team and the work that they did ahead of time and everything with the cleaning and prep and all that. But I was super impressed with your team and the interaction that they had with the people who were there. They were working a a welcome table. They were just mingling with people and super nice people. And so important that when you build a culture like the one that y'all have built at Beamer PhD, that people get to know that culture. It's one of the things that attracts them to your business. So I loved seeing your staff involved like they were. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we learned from the very first one, you know, instead of just everybody walking through the gates and kind of exploring and uncontrolled, we wanted to welcome people and say, thank you for coming. This is really awesome. So we had the welcome table in the front, which had the sign in. Last time we just had the members sign in. This time what we did different since planned it, we put it on our website. Shop Marketing Pros did a great job of promoting it on social media. So when the customers came, we were like, are you on the list? If not, we'll put you on the list. But if you're on the list, 
how much more welcoming is that? And getting the team involved only made sense because what do they see when they come to the shop? Kevin, our service advisor and our service manager. So we wanted to have the faces that they're already familiar with that are used to interacting with people to be that welcoming part. Not that the technicians don't talk to customers, but it's not as much. And honestly, some technicians like our apprentice, he'll fix a car, but he's terrified of talking to a customer. So once you see it and he sees that the other techs are doing it, it becomes a lot easier at that point. And they build the confidence they need. That's what you were talking about, Brian. That's It becomes the shop culture of how we all do it. And the bottom line is we're all here to help each other and the customers. So it becomes a way of life. I want to thank our friends at RepairPal for making this episode possible. They're on a mission to put trust back in auto repair. You're an honest shop that delivers high quality work and great service, right? Well, millions of consumers looking for mid to major mechanical repair look for shops like yours in the RepairPal trusted network. Contact them to get certified today and receive one month free service at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. Being in the RepairPal certified network helped us grow our shop's business, and it can help yours too with new customers and a higher ARO. Plus, you don't have to worry anymore about arguing with customers over price because shops in the RepairPal certified network are trusted by consumers for being fair priced, not low priced, fair priced. You have to be in it to win it. So head over to RepairPal.com forward slash shops to learn more and set up a call. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. You know, the thing about your team is that, right, this was a Saturday, not a normal work day. They looked very happy to be there. And when I watched them, so some were already there when we got there, but no one looked confused or like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. It was very clear that before this event had begun that, I don't know if you did this. I'm assuming you did. But it's like, hey, you're working the water table. This is your role at the welcome table. This is what I want you to do. It was like a lot of forethought went into, you didn't want anybody coming and just kind of fiddling around, not really having a plan. Everybody had a purpose and they were very happy to be there and doing it. Thank you. You're right. That did put some work into it. I'm looking at my list over here. We put Event starts at 11, all will be here at 8, and by 7.30, the staff was already showing up in preparation. We bought breakfast. We made it a fun deal. We've got East Driveway. will only be one way in and out, and who will be setting up over there? Setting up all the canopies. Who will be doing that? Two greeters are needed, one to verify the guests, one to provide the swag bags. So yes, you do have to put some thought into it. Like I said before, if you go to another event and you see how it's done, you're going to get an idea or you'll build upon what we did last time. And why we did that was this way, we know who's coming in the front door and we can say thank you and give them and reward them with gift bags and such. From there, you can give direction, setting the expectation. Hey, come on in, go get your beer over here. The tacos are around the corner. We're gonna be having some prizes. So that brings me to prizes. Make it about the people. Make it about the customers and giving them stuff. As a consumer, I love going to events where I walk away with swag. So swag was a big deal. And that's what we kind of prepared. When the customers come, what giveaways can we give them that they can walk away from and go, hey, I'm wearing their shirt. I'm wearing their hat. I got their pin or whatever the scenario was. You want to basically leave a sweet, awesome taste in their mouth so that they come back for more and they go tell their friends, man, I went to this event on Saturday. They had a car show. I'm an excited type of guy anyway. So I want to have that excitement in people when they leave. So it leaves a lasting impression for them. Brian, we've totally failed. Like, why did we not? I normally think of these things. Tim is brilliant at this. We totally should have been in our seats with our Beamer PhD hat and shirt on that he gave us. Yep, Complete right. failure. I think we need to start over. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, speaking of prizes, you went well beyond swag. I mean, you had a car play you know, system that you gave away, you know, to talk about that because you had some bigger prizes also. Yeah. So that came from, you know, looking at my notes, we wanted to have prizes, but at the same time, prices cost money. We want to have a tangible gift for everybody to walk away from or most people to walk away from. So what we did different this time was we reached out to Whirlpack and said, what other swag can you give us that we can give away to customers? 
So Worldpack said, hey, you know what? I've worked with Techstar. Do you guys use Techstar? We're like, absolutely. We use Techstar in the shop. So they gave us four Techstar umbrellas. So that was really good. We decided to do a jumper. So if your battery dies, you can jump your vehicle or you can plug in power supply. Some smaller, more attainable gifts. So we got some sponsors to help us with some of those gifts. We came up with smaller gifts that we can give the customers that show our appreciation. And then the previous year, we did a BMW M watch, which was a really nice $300 watch. So this year, Brian always says, if you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly. So we put the M watch under the ultimate prizes and said, what's another huge grand prize that we can do that says, what? They're giving away 1300 bucks. I'm there. And that was, again, looking at our sponsors and our partners who we work with. So I talked to Kevin, our service manager, and said, do you think we can reach out to uh, Beamer Tech? And, you know, they have a, a great unit that is a uh, MMI, which integrates your phone into your car. I know it's six, 700 bucks, but do you think they'd throw one in for us if we promoted them as well? And he says, well, we don't know. We don't try. So he went out and he called them and he reached out to their management team and said, hey, this is what we're doing. And I'm going back here going, they're not going to say yes. We're going to come up with a better idea. And he hung up and he said, they said yes. And I was like, are you serious? That's so cool. Now we have a $1,300 grand prize that we're giving away. Then there was logistics. Okay, well, now the winner of the prize has to have a BMW. Otherwise, it's not really beneficial for Beamer Tech, right? So then we started changing some of the prizes. Okay, so for this prize, this is the grand and ultimate prize, right? So if you have raffle tickets on this one, we'll make this deal a little bit sweeter. If you want to do, you know, five tickets for 20 bucks or for a hundred dollars, you can buy X amount of tickets, increasing your odds. But for this prize, you have to have a BMW and it's got to be compatible so that we can get you this ultimate prize. And so a few people did, and it turned out great. The gentleman that won that actually has an X5M. He brought the car into the shop. A little side story. I'm going down the rabbit's hole here. But not only did we put the MMI in his car, but he had a coolant leak. Said, hey, while my car is in there, why don't you guys go ahead and fix that? And it turned into a $5,000 job that we just did. So he got a $1,300 Apple CarPlay or MMI CarPlay unit, which he's totally thrilled about. We did a video on it and we got a job out of it. So, I mean, if you put yourself out there and come up with creative ideas that you think are going to work, the box opens up and a wealth of new ideas come from that, that you just wouldn't have thought of if you were just trying to do something small. So think big. Yep. You don't have to go big, but you totally can. When you start involving other people, the sky really is the limit. You do not have to do all of this stuff yourself. So you brought in, you had a professional photographer. You also involved the Chamber of Commerce, did like a ribbon cutting. Were you already a member of the Chamber? Remind me. I don't think you were. Nope. And that's the best part of the story is usually you join a Chamber when you first open up the business. We've been open 13 years. And from all the coaching and training we've gone through, oh, we got to join the Chamber. Oh, we got to join the Rotary Club. And when we started doing the planning, Gabby's like, are you part of the chamber? And I was like, no, that's one of the things that I've been wanting to do. She put it on the list. So I actually joined the chamber after 13 years of being in business. And of course, they welcomed us with open arms and said, oh, that's pretty cool. They said, we normally do a ribbon cutting. And I said, well, how cool would it be to do the ribbon cutting on the day of our event? And they were like, genius. So they helped prepare that as well. I didn't know they were going to have a three-foot gold scissor and set it all up. So it kind of worked out really cool. I went to the chamber to just to kind of get into this is what I ought to be doing as an owner that I haven't for the last 13 years anyways. So props to Shop Marketing Pros and Gabby for pushing me to do that. It's been a great deal. And the chamber actually welcomed us, like I said, with open arms and they gave us some ideas of what they can do. A lot of the members showed up. And I'm sure this is going to carry on into what the goal of being in a chamber is, which is to promote your business very similar to a BNI. Yeah. And I mean, they were part of the marketing aspect because when you invite them, they then promote to their members. That's how the members showed up, right? They knew that this was going on. So we've talked about the planning, the preparation, the teamwork, the vendors, the partners that you brought in. But none of this matters if you don't 
promote that you are putting on this event. So you mentioned it was on your website. I know we did a lot of social media. You obviously are super energetic and talk about it and share it. And you're great about videos. So we had you promoted some videos that you did. Was there anything else outside of that that you did for marketing that maybe I don't know about that you want to share? No, I mean, you touched upon it. We had flyers. So I put the flyers out on the counter and we told every single customer, especially as we got closer to it. But that entire month, even from January, we had been telling customers, oh, make sure, you know, when April comes, we're going to be doing the spring event. So make sure you show up. The flyers was a good deal because we were able to drop that at the dealership. We were trying to get, we got the dealership involved and we didn't touch upon that earlier, but They were unable to make it that particular day. But what we did the year before was we got the dealership involved because so many of our customers say, oh, well, I'm going to sell my car and I'm going to get a new one. Well, if you're going to get a new one, for God's sake, get a good one so that we don't have to put all this work into it. And so if you have a contact, like I came from the dealer, so I had a really good relationship with my local BMW dealer. So I contacted sales and said, hey, when my customers say they want to buy a car, I want to divert them to you so that they buy a good car. And then that way you can continue to keep that flow going. So the fact that you just as an independent automotive repair shop just threw out there that you worked closely with your dealership probably just blew some minds. It's a positive thing because we're not in competition. Listen, when there's a recall, I need to have a good relationship with the dealer so that I can take the car over there. And so they don't try to upsell things that we can do as well. And they don't try to make us look bad. So you have to have that relationship And two, when the customers do go buy a car, do you really want them buying it from sleazy used cars? No, you want them to go buy a good used car. If you have that relationship from the people that you've worked with at the dealerships previously, bridge that relationship. Ask them to help out. What's the worst they're going to say? No, you move on to the next idea. But if they say yes, you now have something golden to build upon. Two of the sales guys were scheduled to come, but unfortunately, this event, they were not able to. The 2018 event, we put a brand new 5 Series with a window sticker right in front of where you guys saw the welcoming. So that's the first thing that they see is a brand new car with a window sticker that says BMW on it. Four people from the 2018 event ended up buying new cars, whether it was a used car or a new car. So that's incredible. Right. For 100 people to show up, that's pretty good. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons why you are as successful as you are, is that you don't have that scarcity mindset that anyone else who could possibly do what you do at your shop, you know, is competition, but instead you can turn them into an ally. If I was afraid, why did I open the business is kind of how I think. You open the business because you had the courage and the audacity to say, I'm going to do this better. And when the techs that I worked with at the dealer, even the sales guys hear about that, everybody has the same mindset. This was probably... In working with other businesses, an idea that I got from another shop owner that you kind of build upon, you make it your own when you do that. So we promoted it on social media. The website one was really cool because we talked to our website designer and said, actually, first of all, it came from Shop Marketing Pros. They took all the photos that we had from the last one and made so many amazing posts. Their team did a really good job. We kind of took that and put that on the website and then said, register here. So we knew who was coming. We had the person's name. We had their email address. We had their phone number. And then two days before the event, we sent them a confirmation tickets that said, hey, you're on the list. Here's also your confirmation ticket so you don't forget. And then now we have information that we can follow up on all these people for marketing. But now these people are excited about that, right? So getting the website involved was important. Having your social media presence was important. Us talking about it here on the shop was important. Next year, as a matter of fact, I'm going to put this down next year. Radio, baby. We're going to be on the radio. Radio remote, a live remote. Yep, for sure. You even boosted some posts to kind of advertise in a little bit, right? Didn't you do a little bit of that, I feel like? Yeah, and you said photographer. I think photography and videography is huge. It's kind of a uh, a little hobby of mine. I was the photo editor in high school, so you kind of learn a thing or two and it sticks with you. And again, working with a team that does like, no like and trust. If they know how to do this stuff, they're going to work with you on it. So it worked out great because we took the photos from what we had in 2018 and the successful items. And that's how you were able to use that as, hey, this is what we did last time. Let's utilize it this time. I think last time I had hired a few friends to help out with photography. 
And since we had met this awesome photographer that's done stuff for our website, as well as social media, I called him and said, hey, I want you to come in that day. And this isn't going to be like stage shots. You're basically be walking around going click, 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 click. And a good photographer, not as expensive as you think. And you start working with them on a regular basis. The very first time we worked with John, he came in and he talked to me and Johanna about what the culture of our business is, what we're looking for. What do you want me to capture and portray in, in photos was what he was asking. And once he got the sense of that, let him do his job. He knew where he needed to be. A lot of people think when you hire a photographer, they're going to come in and you're going to use those pictures one time. But like I know for on our side of things, we reuse and recycle those photos over and over and over again. And he was seriously an incredible professional. He didn't need a shot list. You probably gave him grab this, grab this, but just take candid photos. But he just had a good mind for what would be used after the event. I was going to say he he also was great with the people who were there because there yes. were actually a couple of people there who were trying to restage his shots. And, you know, <laughs> he was very, I guess the word would be eloquently able to say, no, that's not how we're going to do that. We need to do it like this because he yeah. knew exactly what it was that he needed. And I mean, the guy was an ace. I remember I was even taking a picture and just with my own little cell phone, just for my own personal use. And he ran over there like I had my phone like this and he ran over there and he put his hand on top of it to like put a shadow to make it perfect. And I was like, thank you. And we had great conversations with him. He was really like, that guy's awesome. So I'm excited. I love the fact that you brought in a photographer. You also had really amazing food and drinks to go along with everything else, the bounce house, like you really thought about all the things. So that's really awesome. Well, now you've done the marketing and the promotion and it's the day of the event. You already said that your team was supposed to be there at eight. They're super awesome people. They were coming in at like 7.30. So y'all planned, you prepared, you got ready, you cleaned the shop, you emptied it, you organized it, you got everything set up. Y'all even put like dessert out on all the different tables and People were sitting around having a great conversation. But let's now transition to talking about the day of the event. What happens when people walk up? Talk a little bit about your welcome table and just the flow of the event. You made announcements to keep things going. It wasn't like you just went up there one time at the very beginning. You let people get in. Just talk to us a little bit about here we are. It's showtime. Yeah, I was uh, super nervous the morning of is because, you know, you got all these ideas and you want everything to go perfect, but overdose on oxygen. Delegate it out to the people that you trust and let them do it because they're going to do it their own different way. What we wanted to do is make sure that when the people that came in knew what to expect, walk them through the process of what's going to happen. So welcome. We're going to have a great time. This is what we're going to be doing. So if you haven't got your beer, you're missing out. Go get a beer. To get a beer, you need to get past the gate and make sure you get past 21 years old. You know, you got to have a wristband to get a beer. We're going to put two marks on it. So not everybody gets sauced, you know, so you got two beers. We had wine there, which took some planning. So I wanted to whet their appetite of this is going to be really fun, right? Not just come to my party. Well, where do I sit? I don't know. What do we eat? I don't know. You want to get all those I don't knows out of the way is what I was thinking. So that was why we made the announcements. And perhaps new people came that didn't get the flyer, right? So I wanted them to know every hour on the hour, we're going to be doing a giveaway. So stick around for the giveaway. We got music going on right here. Let the DJ know what you want to hear. These are the prizes that we have. So setting an expectation of what's going to happen gets people involved. And then the food and the arrangements and all of that, I'm going to have to give props to that to my wife, Johanna. She's really good at those. And honestly, we had another shop owner that came and helped out in the morning and he brought his wife. So get more people involved, make it a fun activity for the community. And that was what I thought was really successful. I was really happy about that. So I don't know that you, I mean, I know you know you did this, but I don't know that you know what I'm going to say about you doing it is at the end, you know, we, you have really adopted what we talk about all the time with regard to helping people get to know, like, and trust you. Near the end, you're an emotional guy, which I love, right? You have your feelings on your sleeve. Everybody knows how you're feeling. And, and I love that, but you really opened up and thanked people. So I want shop owners to not forget about that part because 
it was in that moment that you were really, truly raw and authentic and people could really see that you were genuinely blessed by all the people that came together. You talked about your team. You talked about all of the partners and the vendors. And and there was a moment where you got a little teary-eyed. And I think that for the attendees of the event, they felt that. And that is, there's no better way for people to really get to know the heart of the shop owner and the people that are there. So I thought it was just fantastic that you took the moment to do that. And you were so yourself, right? People could feel that. So that wasn't, again, it wasn't my idea. I had seen it in another place going to the Institute Summit or the World Pack event, any event. What do they do at the end? They thank their sponsors. They thank the people that made it happen. It's not a one-man show. So you have to stop and kind of say thank you to those people. So beforehand, I wrote uh, who those people are so I don't forget, you know, because sometimes in the moment you, you forget their names. And yeah, I'm I'm a wear my emotions on my sleeve type of guy. So if I'm happy, you know, I'm happy. You know, if I'm emotional and you know, I'm emotional. Hell, I couldn't keep from crying in my wedding vows either. So, but I wanted to say a big thank you to everybody so that they understand that if it wasn't for their contribution, no matter how big or how small, none of this would have been possible. But you know, the one little piece of that is you use the DJ's microphone. So if someone's not going to have a DJ, then you have to think about how you're going to project your voice and, and get the message out there. So that was already set up with the DJ there. One of the other things that I wanted to share about this is really answering a question that someone put in our group yesterday when I announced that we're going to be going live. We're going to be talking about this. There was a question. It was Lola Schmidt or Laura Lee from Schmidt Auto Care. And I can totally feel where she's coming from with this question because I've been in this situation before and you are the ultimate networker. So in an event like this, you're talking to everybody. You could easily get kind of captured in one conversation and have a hard time ending that conversation so you can move on and talk to the next person, talk to the next person. Do you have anything to share about how to mingle and network, but also get out of a conversation so you can move on to the next person? Yeah, just understand that this is the purpose of this event is for me to have short thank you conversations and see what's on my clients' minds. The two other things that I wanted to mention that I thought were important before I forget where I got it involved in my off-road community. I invited my friends from that. Any event that I had socials with, I invited them for it. So when you invite people from many different genres, as it were, you don't have time to have a long conversation with those people. So if somebody said, hey, I want to talk to you about my car, I'd say, oh, that's fantastic. I can't do that right now. You're welcome to call Kevin or call myself afterward. Redirect. Redirect it to a more appropriate time that I can give you that attention because I want to be respectful of the question that you ask, but I want to make sure that I have enough time to answer all of your questions and help you with it because there has to be a follow-through. If you've got a question, it's going to lead to bring your car in so we can take a look at it and we can digitize what we find and then I can sell you something on it because that's ultimately what they're saying. They're saying, sell me, sell me. You just got to know what to sell them and when to have that conversation conversation at the event was, thank you for coming. You guys are really awesome. Did you get drinks? Did your kids go to the bounce house? That was the other thing I wanted to mention was when the families come, you kind of have to put forethought into it and go, okay, what are they going to do? You know, when you're talking auto repair with your mom and they brought the family, it's like, quiet down. What did you say again? Hold on. What did you say again? I don't want to have that during sales, but this was the time where you can take your kids and go to the bounce house. Oh, by the way, after the bounce house and everybody left, we all became kids and all the adults and the techs went in the bounce house and we goofed off as well too. So, but to your point, that's how you do it. You schedule it in. That's how we did it. Schedule it and find out what they want. Can we help them? That's a matter that you're addressing to me right now that needs a little bit more follow through. I don't have the time to address it right now, but I want to be respectful. Let me get it back to you or I'll, can I get back to you in an email? Yeah. The redirect is a great tip. The only thing I would add is when I'm in those situations, it's, introducing them to someone else, right? So if they had a question about a car, well, you've got your text there. Hey, let me introduce you to Tommy. He can really fill you in on all that. Or if that's not the case and you just need to move on is literally just look around and, hey, let me introduce you to this person and find a, a connection or a way to, to do that. So that's great. I love the redirect. Brian, were, did you have, I look, thought you were saying something? Well, I did have something I wanted to ask, but not, not pertain to that. So 
you talked about how at all of these events, you think about, you know, things that you want to do or ways that you can make it better. And you've done this a few times now. And you did mention that at the next one, you want to have radio there. Was there anything else that you looked at and said, okay, next time we do this, we're going to do this also? At the moment, I can't think of any because it's like that. Oh, I'm on the spot. Uh, question, but that's a good point, Brian. Honestly, you had a, a pretty perfect event. Honestly, organized my office, baby. It went really, really well. It went a lot better than you envisioned it in your head. And that's the one point that I can tell you is we overthink things. I overthink a lot of things, but what you want to do is get them down on paper so that you can go the logistics of it. You talked about the DJ, right, Kim? So the DJ that is our client that we normally use that we use on the last two events. He was at a huge event and couldn't make it. So we were tossing about the idea of, okay, well, we'll just get a speaker. We'll use our speaker that we have and then we'll put a mic. Well, who's going to do the playlist? What if we make announcements? Is it going to be loud enough? So last minute, I was like, nope. We said DJ from the beginning. We're going to follow through with a DJ and it's short notice. So I sat down and I spent about two hours searching for DJs, asking who I know that does party events and found a DJ. He was within the dollar amount that we needed. He was available for the time and I walked him through what was to be expected. And I think that was a big part. And he said, man, it sounds like you got it all planned out. But again, write it down, put it in your phone because you're walking around with this thing in your pocket anyways. Take the idea from here, put it in writing so that you can come back and build more onto it. I think that's the key factor. Radio, maybe clean my office. A couple of things didn't go perfect. We had ordered easy ups that you guys saw didn't have our logos. And I don't know if I told you guys that we had flags, promotional flags. We had a table skirt that we had ordered. We had planned that five weeks in advance. So I was a little unglued the day before when none of those were going to come. But hey, it is what it is. What are you going to do, right? We rolled with what we have. Well, you know what? Nobody knew that you were supposed to have those things. And it was great. Exactly. And if those things do come late, you can use them for the next event. Two weekends from now, we're going to be participating in another event. It's not going to be here at our shop, but it's going to be a car show that we sponsored. Uh, one of the sponsors at a local car show for Glendale Rotary Club that's doing it for special needs kids. So all the money will go to that. So we'll have our easy up that was supposed to be for this event, <laughs> for that event. And for that event, now we'll be doing something cool. Okay, I did have an idea that we're actually implementing in the two-week one now that you got my creative juices flowing. What we wanted to do is, and I saw this when we went to other local events for finding technicians, was get a little spinning wheel. Get a spinning wheel so that we can put, identify what year or how many, you know, what the chassis code for this car is. What are some of the problems that they've had for this car? So that's something that we're going to incorporate here in the next event that we go to so that when people come up to our booth, they can spin the wheel. And if they get the answer, whether they get it right or wrong, we're going to give them a swag bag anyways. But at least you get them involved in uh, being part of your deal. So that's the one other point that I'll say is get them involved. Ask them questions like you just did. Put them on the spot to get their creative juices going. And if they do have that, then you can commend them on it. And if they don't, hey, that's okay. Too. You played along here. Thank you. Right? Yeah, exactly. The shirts, the swag stuff is huge. Last time we had, we gave away shirts. This time I broke the bank and I completely crushed our budget with it. I got, you know, I think like 150 hats that had two different designs. We had, we started designing shirts and we couldn't figure out a design. So I incorporated all three designs for them. My wife's like, we're going to have 300 shirts and that's okay. We'll have them for this event. We'll have them for our first time customers that come. You'll have stuff planned. And to my point of that, we had air fresheners from when we did our event in 2018 that we put in the swag bag. So you'll build upon it every single time. I just want to say, God bless you, Johanna, for sure. <laughs> She's got to keep you contained. Yeah. The last thing I was going to talk about was the after the event, but we've really talked a lot about that, right? So taking notes, mental notes, involving your team, kind of debriefing afterwards. And then there's, you guys had to clean up the shop and put it all back in order and 
I wrote a blog a long, long, long time ago that said something like the party's not over when the party's over because there's still stuff to do afterwards. Is there anything you want to share about what happens after the event? Honestly, the cleanup happened so quick. That was the time where we were having, John and I were having a little bit longer, more meaningful conversations with the people that stuck around. I'm going to give a huge shout out to the team because as quick as they put it up, they broke it all down so that the party people would know where to pick up the tables, where to pick up the chairs. If you instill a organized, structured, unprocessed and procedure kind of guy, if you build that into your team, they will naturally see that and adopt that. If they see that you're a go-getter and you welcome customers that are coming in and you say, hey, how can I help you? You know, what can I do to make your experience better? They will naturally adopt that mindset. So they did all the cleanup quicker than I could even keep track of. Afterward, we got the photos back from John. Shop Marketing Pros had already prompted me as we're going to put this post to say thank you. Where are your photos? What photos you had? What photos we had? The photos, I will tell you, if you're going to do one thing, get a photographer during one of these events because you'll have those photos for marketing for the next year, the following year. If you remember, at one point, we have a huge screen in our shop right over the technician's computer, kind of like over Brian's computer. It says Shop Marketing Pros. We had a big screen on there. So we took all the photos from the last two events and we put it on a little slideshow so that the people that were there... They're sitting with other customers. They may not know each other, right? So what's a common denominator? The business, their cars. So they got to see that. And we put the build of the front shop, what the business looked like beforehand, how we tore it all down, how we did all the building aspect of it. We try to get them involved, not just our staff, but also our customers so that they know we're going to be doing this on a regular basis. And after we debriefed with the staff, we thought, okay, what's next? And they're like, next? Like, yeah, you gotta come up with the next idea. It didn't end here, you know? We gotta do something else to outdo what we did this time. So that was what we tried to do with the after event. But sitting down and asking your staff, what did you think is a huge part of it because the better experience they had now, the better the experience is gonna be next time. They're gonna have a lot of takeaways. For sure. Well, I just dropped in our Facebook group In the comments, we have a blog that is your event planning guide, which I referenced in the beginning. So for anyone that's watching live or you hear this recording later in our Facebook group, I put a comment with a link to that event planning guide, which sounds like you could have written, Tim. We've had quite a few people in here, people just commenting. They especially loved what you were saying, Tim, about Put that stuff in your phone that's easy to get to while you're right there in the event. But thanks to everyone that jumped in here during the live in our Facebook group. But I don't know if Brian has anything that he wants to share. I feel like we've really talked about all the things event planning from before to promoting to preparing, setting up, breaking down, thanking people afterwards. Tim, I really, really appreciate you being here. I want to just leave myself with one last comment is for anyone that's listening, Tim, like I said, is an all-in kind of guy, right? He does, what do you say, Brian? If you're going to be a bear, be a grizzly, like Tim is a grizzly and I want you to just get started because I remember our first event, it was like a checkbox. Let me just get this done, right? And like you said, you host your event and you realize, oh, I can do this. I can do this. So start small and build just like Tim did on every event. So don't be afraid to do that. So before we wrap up, Brian, Tim, do you have anything else that you want to throw out there? Well, one thing is, you know, if you're listening to this, we're telling you about this amazing event, but you can't really see it. So in the show notes, I'm going to put a link to some Facebook posts where you can see some pictures and a little bit of video from the event. That way you can get a better visual of what it looks like. I will comment again after this in this Facebook live. I will put links to Tim's Facebook page where he's got a photo album and all that cool stuff. Um, The Facebook event and my team might be doing it. I see some of them. Oh, Tatsu said my 40 year anniversary event was nuts. So, okay, what types of events? So you had, this was an open house. We know Maver, they do an annual summer planning for your vacation, open house, customer appreciation. There's the car care month events that you can do, Girl Scout, Boy Scout events. 
What am I leaving out? You can do an event for anything. There's tons of things you can do. Yeah, you can can host your BNI group. You know, have the chamber Mm -hmm. of commerce do a business after hours or a breakfast or lunch or whatever in your shop. So you know, the gosh, your only limit is your imagination. Absolutely. And two points to take away: go to other shops that are doing this. And if you can't go to other shops, you're in an isolated area. Go to events like the Institute Summit, World Pack events. See what they're doing for promotional items. And in our industry, R&D it. Rip off and duplicate. They will tell you, I didn't come up with this idea. Help capitalize it. Tatsu, every time I've gone to an event at Tatsu's place, I learn something new. The next event that, other than the car show that we're going to be doing. And by the way, also, listen to your customers and see what they want. I know we're out of time, but the last thing that I wanted to say is one of the things that we're planning for on our next event is an off-road teaching people to take their X5 off-road. we got a lot of customers that say, oh, can I take my car off-road? Can I take my SUV off-road? Well, what do you mean off-road? I take my Jeep off-road. Are you talking about the same off-road I'm talking about? And they're like, no, no, no. I just want to go down this dirt road so I can go hiking over there. And we've had more than five or six people ask in our area that people do outdoorsy stuff. So our next event is going to be We're going to take our shop X5, our shuttle X5 off-road to lead some customers. And we'll have some food and drinks along the way. We'll bring our easy up, of course. But this way, you're doing an event that people enjoy. And most of the ideas will come from your customers. So listen to what they're asking for. Build an idea and see if that's something feasible that you can do. Perhaps only five or ten people will show up. But that's definitely something that nobody else is doing. So I let the cat out of the bag for the next one. (laughs) Well, Tim, thank you again for being our guest today. Thank you for inviting us out to your place. It was a great time, and I'm so glad that we made the trip. For those of y'all who... Well, yeah, he was the reason for the trip. You're the one that started that, so thank you. So for those of y'all who... Thank you, guys. ...watched live in our Facebook group, thank you for doing that. We don't normally do our podcast recording live in the Facebook group, but for this one, we thought that it would be something valuable to add. But if you're not in that Facebook group, it is the Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind. We would love for you to join us. And again, we are one of only one of five podcasts on the Aftermarket Radio Network. There are some great podcasts there where you can get some really amazing information on how to build your business and just do all of the things that you're wanting to do in life. So we hope to have you back with us next week. And Until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.